Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to Hi, I Think You're Nice, the podcast where I speak to a nice person about nice things for about an hour. Today, I speak with my friend Ryan Gelodi all about dinosaurs. It's a wonderful, wonderful episode. Usually, I have a passing knowledge of whatever topic I'm going to be speaking to my guest about, and this time, I know bupkis. I know diddly squat. I don't know anything that I haven't learned from cartoons and movies. So this is especially interesting uh, for those of us who like dinosaurs, who are interested in dinosaurs, but don't know anything. And even if you are a deep nerd in the dinosaur field, you will definitely enjoy this episode as well. For instance, I learned all kinds of new words. There's a picture I'm definitely going to be posting on my Instagram and Facebook page of the Quetzalcoatlus, Quetzalcoatlus, that's it, Quetzalcoatlus. Ryan describes it. It's bonkers. It is a bonkers dinosaur. It's amazing and terrifying. I'm definitely posting pictures of that on Instagram and Facebook. And you know where to find that, right? I think you're nice. Yeah, Instagram. I think you're nice. Facebook, I think you're nice. Also, I am embarrassed to say that I didn't know anything about the fossilization of dinosaur bones. So that is, that's me uh, fessing up and saying I was woefully ignorant as to knowing what was or was not a fossilized dinosaur bone. What even is a bone? What even is a dinosaur? I don't know, but soon you will. Actually, I do know now because I talked to Ryan. Anyway, great episode. Super jazzed to share it with you. This is the second episode of the Orlando series, and then I'll have seven more in the weeks to come. I just want to let you know that after the Orlando series wraps up, after this episode and the seven more in the weeks to come, that will wrap up the very first season of Hi, I Think You're Nice. So after those episodes, I am going to take the summer break, although not entirely. I plan on working on more projects for the podcast, getting interviews, meeting new people, having new experiences, and I'm definitely going to keep up with my Instagram, Facebook, Facebook and uh, on my Patreon account because I want to make sure that my patrons are still getting some good content and fun content of what the podcast is up to when I'm not just strictly doing the podcast. So anyway, I just don't want you to panic. I'm here to tell you we have this episode, seven more, and then... I will see you again in the fall. But just kidding, you can see me anytime. You can find me on Facebook, like I mentioned. I think you're nice. Instagram, I think you're nice. Twitter, I think you're nice. You can just email me at sarah at I think you're nice dot com or just head on over to my website, I think you're nice dot com, and you can click on the contact section there and chat with me that way because I genuinely want to hear from you. I want to know what's going on. I super duper love it. Do you know what else I super duper love? When you rate, review, subscribe, and share, holy moly, does that really help me out for realsies and for truesies. Just unbelievably helpful and kind and generous. And I am so grateful for those of you have, who've taken the time to do that. And I am just here asking you to tell your friends and family, yes, this has turned into a Greek play, I suppose. Actually, I have no idea what that accent was. I guess I was thinking it was sort of like Agamemnon or something like that. Any hoozle, but for realsies and for truesies, like I said, rate, review, subscribe. Um, those reviews are super helpful. Sharing it is super helpful. However you want to share it. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. You can share it however you want. You know, knock on your neighbor door, neighbor's door and say, hey, I have something nice I like to listen to. It's called, hi, I think you're nice. And I think you're nice. Okay, let's all go have a nice day. Boom. Nailed it. Role played it. That's exactly how life is, right? Of course, right? So as always, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. 
Thanks for listening. Take care. We'll see you next time. And bye. Hi. I think you're nice. Why, hi. I think you're nice. Let's have a seat and let's have a nice time. I think you're nice. So let's chat. So let's chat. So let's chat. I think you're nice. So let's chat. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Hi, I Think You're Nice. I am your host, Sarah Hanshar. Uh, this is a podcast where I talk to a nice person about nice things for about an hour. And today, my guest is Ryan Jalodi. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm so happy to see you. I haven't seen Ryan in like four years. Yeah, it has been that long, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You were at one of my last monster shifts, and I remember like weeping on my way out. I'm like, I'm going to miss everybody. Because everyone's nice and funny and so talented. So anyway, now that the crying is done. Okay. Yeah. uh, You've had four years to work it out. I've had four years. (laughs) I was nervous about coming back. I'm like, am I going to cry just the whole time? So far, not yet. Yay. Ryan is a dinosaur guy. Like he's wearing a dinosaur short shirt. Even before he worked at a dinosaur establishment, mm-hmm. he was a dinosaur guy. Yeah. Have you always been a dinosaur guy? I. The short answer is yes. Okay. If we want to make it like uh, a little more detailed. So I love dinosaurs as a kid because dinosaurs are required or kids are required to love dinosaurs yes. as kids. Um, They're big monsters. Yeah, exactly. They're big, scary monsters. Um, and then... I went through a period of like, uh, you know, in like my late teens and early 20s where it was cool to hate everything. So I didn't like dinosaurs anymore. And then as I, you know, realized that's stupid and came out of that, (laughs) I was, I kind of remembered of like, wait, I used to think dinosaurs were cool. And then I started grabbing more books and reading books about dinosaurs as an adult. And I was like, nope, yep, dinosaurs are cool. Rad as hell. So, yeah. That's awesome. So why do you like them? Uh, there's about a thousand reasons that... I'm ready for um, all of them. Uh, let's see if I can... Reason number one. Um, <laughs> well, like you said, there's the whole, like, they're scary monsters thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a kid, maybe you don't understand that um, dragons and dinosaurs are two different things. Like, they're basically kind of live in the same space. So it's it's oh. there's, like, that fantasy element of, like, imagining yourself running from a dinosaur. Yeah. Which maybe isn't... That's not fun. But... <laughs> Imagine yourself. Was to you. That's right. That's right. Imagine yourself riding a dinosaur. There you sure. go. Sure. That's fun. Um, and uh, so yeah, there's that sort of like you said, monster element of like, wow, that's cool. It's a monster. It's it's Godzilla stomping through a, a city. It's it's um, uh, this fantastical beast. Um, but then uh, as as I got more into it, I started. Um, Trying to, like, I guess I have a brain where I like to categorize things. Okay. And if you like to categorize things, dinosaurs are are both great for that (laughs) and terrible for that. They're great for that because um, when you read your your average coffee table book, Mm -hmm. it will categorize all your dinosaurs for you. It will say, this is a theropod, this is a sauropod, this is a ceratopsian, and and you'll get all these categorizations and then they'll start breaking down those categorizations these from they're they're not just theropods but these are manoraptors and you start getting more and more right see we're gonna ask questions about those in just a yeah, minute you are. so um so you start getting more and more uh, detailed on where things fall in a category so that's why it's cool if you like if you like categorizing things like i do um but now the reason why it's terrible if you like categorizing things that i do is if you 
If you love dinosaurs and you start reading deeper about dinosaurs and you get past the coffee table books, which are mm -hmm. cool and beautiful, and you start reading like the more uh, like the scientific literature, yeah, um, you start to realize that like that coffee table book that was like, these are definitely sauropods. Um, you're going to find another paper that's like, well, they might not actually be sauropods and they might want to categorize them somewhere else. So a lot of things that we... Uh, that are sort of like surface level knowledge of dinosaurs as far as categorizing them. Um, it, 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 that's just sort of a best guess. And <laughs> okay. there's always people who disagree with it. Well, that's, yeah, that's something that I've noticed about, mm -hmm. about the dinosaurs is like people were like, no, they had feathers. Y yes, they had that extra bone. This one could fly. Right. No, it can't. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. That absolutely, that happens a lot. And then it becomes a game of like, well, whose opinion do I trust more and who has the better research and mm -hmm. who's just being a, a contrarian? Mm. Um, yeah. So tell me what those things you just said meant. Like, what are those categories? Like, what do they mean exactly? Sure. So uh, I mentioned sauropods. Yeah, what's a sauropod? Uh, so sauropods are your big long neck dinosaurs. Oh, like a... Nope. Nope. Yeah. The one in um, Land Before Time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the main guy. Right. Uh, what was what was his name? I don't remember. Uh, I remember Sarah the Triceratops. Right. So, and Ducky. The, the flying guy. This has come up before. Uh, I have a hole in my my pop culture dinosaur knowledge where I have never seen a Land Before Time movie. You only need to see the first one. Right. That's Do what I Do not understand. see two through 75. Not necessary. <laughs> that is my understanding. Yeah. So I know that they have... Um, Brontosaurus? Yeah, it's probably a brontosaurus. Is that a long neck Or a brachiosaurus or... The ones that come up most often in pop culture references are your Brachiosaurus mm -hmm. or your Brontosaurus. He had a smooth head. Um, I'm sure they were really accurate. I'm sure they were 100% scientifically accurate with yeah. their depiction. Uh, okay. There's Diplodocus or Diplodocus, however you want to say that. Oh. Um, those are about your top three. <laughs> Just as far as like... <laughs> I just mean top three pop culture top, dinosaurs. Top three pop culture sauropods. I'm just yeah, talking sauropods, sauropods. here. Um, <laughs> Apatosaurus comes up sometimes uh, because of the whole brontosaurus wasn't a dinosaur for a while there thing. Wait, what? Why wasn't it a dinosaur? Oh, you don't know about this? No. So, so, honey, I know nothing. Okay, all right. This is a fun story. Um, okay, I'm excited. Uh, I, I, I think it's fun because this is the kind of thing that I like. So, talking about categorizing dinosaurs. So, brontosaurus. Everyone's heard of the dinosaur brontosaurus. Yes. Um, uh, for a long time, Brontosaurus was not considered a scientifically valid name. Oh, okay. So, um, in the late 1800s, the, uh, guy discovers, uh, Brontosaurus bones and goes, I found a new dinosaur. I'm going to name it Brontosaurus. The trouble was he had, that same guy had actually found another dinosaur previously, um, a similar dinosaur and called it Apatosaurus. Um, and then... Later analysis of the fossils determined th that they were the same genus. Mm. So they went, oh, no, that's probably the same animal. Since Apatosaurus was named first, that's the scientifically valid name. That's the name that sticks. Okay. And then Brontosaurus goes away oh, as, no. a, as a valid name. Oh, no. Um, however, however, there's, there's good, exciting news. Recently, um, in the last three or four years or so, 
uh, the, somebody went back and reanalyzed the fossils that they had and determined that, no, it's probably a different genus. So Brontosaurus is now a valid name again. Oh, so, I was on an emotional roller that coaster. Was, yeah. So, <laughs> Are they still the same beast, animal, dinosaur? Yeah, still, still, the same dinosaur, just different names? Yeah. Uh, no, or they, or they are two different. They're two different. They're two different things. Two oh, they are two different things. Two different species. Two different animals. Um, now you might, if you saw pictures of them, you might not realize they're different because they would look very, very similar, much like um, uh, an elk and a and a deer look okay. very similar, right? If sure. you just saw a deer and you saw an elk and you didn't have a, 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 a sense of a scale. scale, right? Yeah. You'd be like, oh yeah, it's the same animal, basically. Yeah, but it's not. So. Okay. Lions and tigers, basically the same animal, but they're not. Oh, who's next? Theropods. Theropods. Theropods are your uh, two-legged carnivores. So we've got our Tyrannosaurus Rex. Tyrannosaurus Rex, Velociraptor, uh, Allosaurus. um, Allosaurus? Allosaurus. What's that one? Allosaurus is, it's like a T-Rex, but smaller, has a longer, probably more effective arms. Um, it's it's a Jurassic era dinosaur. Oh yeah, I didn't even get into eras a, yet because there are so to a Cretaceous many. era dinosaur. T Rex is Cretaceous, so that's the end of the dinosaurs. We could we could come back to era time okay. periods. We'll come back to that. Okay. So, so theropods, theropods. Uh, two legged carnivorous dinosaurs. They're not all carnivorous, but probably ancestrally carnivorous. Um, I'm not holding you to this, by okay. the way. Like, yeah. I, uh, the dinosaur police will not come knocking. Good. I, I, I should <laughs> clarify that for your listeners. Is like I have a bunch of dinosaur stuff in my head. <laughs> I am not a degreed paleontologist. I'm not an, I don't consider myself an expert. I consider myself a, a very well-read enthusiast. So yeah. if you are an actual paleontologist listening to this podcast and I'm getting things wrong... I'm sorry. We're sorry, yeah, yeah. but we're just here to. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure everything you're saying is more accurate than anything I've learned previously via movies. There, yes, so. I promise you it, it, it is. <laughs> right. So theropods, carnivorous, uh, two-legged dinosaurs, T-Rex, Velociraptor, um, also includes birds. 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 Like hawks. Everything. Or all birds. All birds. So all sand cr- hill cranes. Sand hill cranes, uh, pigeons. pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> They're all theropods. Parakeets. Yeah. Okay. Th- you're like, they are like baby dinosaurs mm-hmm. or giant because sand hill cranes are big. So, yeah. And they're scary. They are. They will mess you up. Have you ever had one yell at you? Uh, no. <laughs> sand hill cranes will yell at you <laughs> if you're walking around too close to them or... Yeah. What, what does that sound like? Uh, I won't. I won't make the sound into your into your microphones and your equipment here. But um, <laughs> it like you will when they make the sound. You like you'll know that that is a bird yelling at you. Oh. It's not squawking at you. It's not like tweeting at you. It's yelling. Yelling at you. At you. Yeah. Get out of here. That is a lot. What it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I am part bird. I knew it. Excellent. All right, so we've got the two pods. I'm only remembering the last okay, part. Okay, sauropods of the- and theropods. Sauropods. 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 Like dinosaur. Oh, sauropods. Sauropods. Yeah. And then the other ones. Theropod. Theropod. Yeah. Does that mean two-legged somehow? Uh, I believe that would translate to beast foot. <laughs> I believe would be the translation of theropod. I've, I've killed her. She beast. fell. She fell over. Beast. <laughs> Yes. To hell with Bigfoot. <laughs> right. Beast Foot. Yes. That's uh, a cruel nickname I had in high school was Beast Foot. Oh, 
I'm so sorry. I only have I have one normal foot and then one giant crazy foot. Right. With three toes and three, kind of claw. Yeah, yeah, the claws were the un, unsettling part. Right, right. It's impossible to get character shoes. I when, bet. When you have a, a beast foot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So next we have. Uh, well, let's see. What, what, where am I? The flappy ones, maybe? Yeah, flappy ones. Oh, so you're talking about pterosaurs, right? Pterosaurs, maybe. Like, like pterodactyl? Yeah. All right. So. Um, so pterosaurs, gonna blow your mind. Here mm-hmm. you go. Technically not dinosaurs. No. Yeah, not no. dinosaurs. They're very closely related. They're. Do they hang out in the same time period? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Then what? Okay. What? <laughs> then what even is a dinosaur, Ryan? What even is one? Is any, this is, am I a dinosaur? This <laughs> is why I love dinosaurs and paleontology as a broader discussion because I love categorizing things of like where do things fit and why. Yeah. Um, so uh, dinosaurs are um, part of a a larger group called archosaurs. Archosaurs. Right. What's Happening. Okay. It's archosaurs. So archosaurs is a big group of reptiles and reptile-like creatures that includes dinosaurs. Uh, it also includes your crocodi- crocodiles. Okay. So, uh, and it also includes uh, pterosaurs, which the, are your the, 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 flying the reptile flappy things. My flappy babies. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, is there is there one in Land Before Time? Is it there is. Yeah, Ducky. Is Ducky? He's in ter- no, Ducky is, what, is the duckbill dinosaur. Oh, I thought Ducky Isn't there flew. Terra? I don't know. I thought we had a flying Isn't guy. Is there Terry? Is it Terry? Maybe. Maybe could I be. Really need to I see. I only remember Sarah and Ducky yeah. because Sarah the Triceratops. I'm like clever name. Mm-hmm. She was a straight up bitch. Oh, yeah. She was. She was not nice. I mean, you. She, they've all been through a lot. Yeah. You know, extinction was coming. Right. <laughs> the asteroid split up them and their family. Like oh. t- times were tough, and and Sarah the Triceratops wasn't handling it with grace. I don't want to watch this movie. Now. Yeah. That's... No. It's well. I don't. Spoiler alert. They don't. They don't make it. Like, I mean, the, the, in the movie they right, do, right. but like dinosaurs. But you know that, right? Uh, yeah. That's why we keep finding their bones and right, not them. Okay. <laughs> Although birds. True. Birds made it. Birds. They did. Mm-hmm. You just have to get smaller mm-hmm. and fly away faster. That's right. <laughs> that, that's that's how you manage to make it. Pterodactyls, not a dinosaur. Not a dinosaur. They're pterosaurs. They're dinosaur adjacent. Okay. As I like to say. Um, they're closely related to, uh, yeah. So why don't and so they don't make it under the dinosaur hat because. Um. So, so the the quick and dirty way that you categorize dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Um. The first two dinosaurs described by science are Iguanodon and Megalodon. Um, I've seen the movie. Right. No, I haven't no? seen it. Okay. Is that the one with the shark? Nope. Oh. That's um, did I say megalodon? I did say megalodon. Uh, megalosaur. Megalosaur. Megalosaurus okay. is the um, uh, is the dinosaur. So iguanodon, uh, megalosaurus. Those two dinosaurs, first ones described by science in the late eighteen hundreds. Um, so if you put them on a tree of evolution, an evolutionary tree, uh, at the base of that tree where those two meet, their earliest common ancestor. Everything from that point forward is a dinosaur. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So that is um, that is one way that mm-hmm. people categorize dinosaurs. Uh, that's kind of the quick and dirty way. Another way, um, the more detailed scientific description of dinosaurs, uh, you get into um, 
sort of physiological features and like which what kind of ankle joint does it have? How many openings does it have in its skull? How many, uh, you know, what are huh, opening like horns or what? Um, like openings, like eyeballs and nose holes? Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. Uh, those are called fenestra. Um, Finestra. And you have uh, different animals have different numbers of those openings in their skull. Um, I I don't know that your so your your eyeballs those are your orbits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that they can't qualify as fenestra. See, this is where me not being a degreed paleontologist, I don't okay. know these sort of things. But so yeah, <laughs> all, all animals have those orbits where their eye eye sockets go. But if you imagine, so right now picture like a bird skull. You've probably seen a bird skull before. Okay. All right. Somewhere in front of its uh, eye sockets, Mm -hmm. its orbits, there's other openings that you might not see when the animal is alive because there's uh, either feathers or skin or something else covering it. Extra openings in the skull can Hmm. put you into different categories of animals. Yeah. Um, Sweet. So that's... (laughs) So that's how you get uh, – that's the really, like, detailed scientific analysis stuff. And so when when they look at those features on um, pterosaurs, pterodactyls, um, they're, uh, they're, they have a different ankle joint than dinosaurs do. So not dinosaurs. Huh. And ev- evolutionarily, they probably did split off from their ancestral archosaurs – pre-dinosaurs. We had our long necks. Right. We had our two legs. Our theropods. Yeah. We had our, not not a pterodactyl, not a dinosaur, but the flappy ones. Pterosaurs. Pterosaurs. Mm-hmm. Is there, are there, like, where would a triceratops live? So triceratops, it's the armored dinosaurs. Oh! So oh! your stegosaurus and your ankylosaurus. What's the one that has, like, the mace on the back of its tail? The, that's the ankylosaurus. Ankylosaurus? Ankylosaurus. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, there's uh, stegosaurus, ankylosaurus, uh Triceratops and the and the related ceratopsians sort of fit into that group as well. That's so. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. These things you know, yeah. you know them. So, what is your favorite dinosaur? Oh, that is such a hard <laughs> thing to choose. Do you, uh, you can give me a top five. A top five. Okay. All right. All right. Um, and now bear in mind that these do swap out on a fairly regular basis. Sure. I feel like my standard go-to answer for favorite dinosaur is the Allosaurus. The Allosaurus. We were talking about that earlier. He's the uh, smaller than a T-Rex with longer arms. Um, he's a. Uh, it's just an interesting dinosaur. It's it's probably faster than a T-Rex. It's it can do stuff with those arms. Um, when you say smaller, because a, a T-Rex like Sue at the mm-hmm. at the shed, not the shed aquarium, at the, <laughs> the field. field. Yeah, at the, at the field, field museum. museum in Chicago. Sue is pretty tall. Yeah, she's. 18 feet at the hips, I think. Okay, damn! I think. Uh, 40 feet long or so. Or okay. maybe a little longer. 40, 42. Yeah, because at the hips, because she does kind of hinge. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, I just did an impression of what that looked like. Um, so It was good, too. Oh, thank you! Yeah, she's got great abs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so what scale would your dinosaur, which I forgot the name of it already. Uh, Allosaurus. Allosaurus. Two-thirds the size of a T-Rex. Okay. Probably. So still a big Yeah, animal. yeah, definitely bigger than us. Yeah. Definitely would make a, a pretty short meal out of us. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially because it has better arms. Right. <laughs> to hug with. Yeah, to hug and to, to maul. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so Allosaurus is, is neat and fun. Um, I do love... 
T-Rex. I love Tyrannosaurus Rex. Mm -hmm. Uh, Classic. It's a classic. Everyone knows it and loves it. Um, uh, I have learned that if you were to survey a group of kids uh, what their favorite dinosaurs are, they will, nine out of ten of them will say Mm T-Rex. Any ones that make you Uh, go like, yeah, dinosaur. I love, I just spent all this time talking about how pterosaurs aren't dinosaurs, mm-hmm. but I'm going to list one as my favorite dinosaur Do anyway. Um, so it's not a dinosaur, but uh, Quetzalcoatlus. Quetzalcoatlus? Quetzalcoatlus is a pterosaur, so flying reptile like a pterodactyl. Okay. Um, has the largest wingspan of any animal that has ever flown before. It's a 30 or 35 foot wingspan. What? Um, that's an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> that's, They're huge. That's so um, big. How big's their body? Uh, uh, so proportionally, um, when you see them illustrated standing on the ground, they often are compared in size to giraffes. So, because they do have kind of a long neck and a weird head. So just imagine a giraffe, right? Now take the giraffe's muzzle and stretch uh-huh. it out into a, a like a, a long, long beak, deal? very long beak. And then on their front legs, their front long giraffe legs, imagine that those are actually... Uh, wings folded in half. Um, so kind of. What? <laughs> I need to look up a picture of this. Yeah. Also, a flying giraffe is terrifying. <laughs> That's terrifying. Terrifying or awesome? <laughs> Both. But I like f- flying things. I like, I'm pretty comfortable with the size of flying mm-hmm. things that we have currently right. in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Too big, too big, so big. That's so big. So would they like snatch like food from the ground? Would they like, well, get up like little critters? That gets into like the uh, territory of dinosaur behavior, where we don't hundred uh, percent know what they were doing. Yeah. Um, you will often see uh, various pterosaurs depicted as like picking fish out of the uh, out of the water, so mm. sort of skim feeding, where they fly low over the water, they beak dips in, grabs a fish, flies out. So that's often how they're depicted. That seems like maybe they did that. But then there are paleontologists who they disagree with that strongly. They've they've run the numbers and been like, nope, you can't do that because when you stick your beak in the water, you rip your beak off or you <laughs> or you just face plant into the water. Or... Uh, don't so, rip your beak off. Yeah. So this, the science is uh, uh, is unsure of that particular aspect. Okay. Um the for for these big uh the big like Quetzalcoatlus, um they're part of a group called Asdarkids. Ooh, now yeah. that sounds like um uh, not JK Rowling. Um Tolkien. That sounds yeah, like a Tolkien thing. It does sound pretty Tolkien esque. <laughs> so yeah, so the big Asdarkids are probably walking around um uh picking up food much like a sandhill crane would. So, okay. So now that food might be smaller dinosaurs or other <laughs> you know uh the various small mammals that are around at the time what's the littlest dinosaur the littlest dinosaur is there's a couple of contenders um oh and there was one just recently in the news too about the littlest dinosaur oh. i mean if i was being a if i was being a smart aleck i would tell you the smartest smallest dinosaur is a hummingbird um, 
birds are dinosaurs. Because birds are dinosaurs. Yeah. One that lived before right. humans before got the, here. Before the extinction event. Yeah, before the extinction. Um, what are the smaller ones? Uh, there's a dinosaur called Microraptor, appropriately named. Microraptor. Yeah, that's a real weird one. Yeah. It's, um, Who it's... are you going to eat? <laughs> <laughs> Probably bugs. Oh! Probably eating bugs. Okay. Um, Microraptor is super weird because it's um, it probably flew, uh, so it's covered in feathers. It is it's about the size of a a pigeon or maybe a small chicken, um, uh, and it has it's covered in feathers. It ha- definitely has wings on its forelimbs, but it seems like it also had wings on its back limbs as well. So kind of like a almost like, like a, a flying di- squirrel bi- bi- yeah sort of no that's on top of each other but like behind, flying squirrel okay yeah flying I think squirrel well, flying squirrel has that has skin stretched between the limbs mm-hmm. this is just feathers on all four limbs um probably a glider might be it might be straight up flying now how because feathers and other carotene sort of things like disappear mm-hmm. and so how how do you even know it had feathers? Right. That's a that's an excellent question. <laughs> that's a great question. We don't always know if it had feathers. Um, we have found the direct evidence of, uh, like, basically the imprints of feathers around okay. a fossil. You find here's a fossil. Uh, you know, we, it's clearly the fossilized bones. We don't have fossilized feathers, but there's just straight up impressions of feathers mm-hmm. surrounding the um the fossil. Cool. Uh, the most famous example of that is uh, Archaeopteryx. If you're familiar with Archaeopteryx, I'm not. <laughs> so Archaeopteryx is that's the. Uh, it was a fairly early discovery in terms of like paleontology science. Late 1800s, mid to late 1800s, somebody finds this animal that they will eventually call Archaeopteryx. It's about the size of again, sort of a large chicken. Imagine the halfway point between a dinosaur and a bird. And that's okay. what that's what this thing is. It oh. is. It's a bird with a mouthful of teeth and uh, uh, and a tail. Uh-uh. So, <laughs> uh-uh. um, abomination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when people talk about um, when you when you discuss like evolution and people talk about oh well transitional fossils, we are, we're always interested in transitional fossils. How did one thing turn into the other? Yeah, and Archaeopteryx is clearly an example of. Transitional fossil, because it's like I said, it's a, it's the body is a bird with teeth and a tail, and that specimen that uh, uh, numerous specimens of Archaeopteryx have been found um, with just clearly feathers surrounding the body. So you go, oh, that animal definitely had feathers. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, if there's the smushed print. Right, and and so since then we've been finding more and more dinosaurs with these feather impressions around their their uh their fossil remains so we have them on um many theropods okay so your raptors obviously your birds um we have feathers uh direct evidence of feathers on uh some t-rex ancestors oh so the ancestors of t-rex we have direct evidence of those feathers we do not have direct evidence of feathers on t-rex itself I think that'd be a that would be a huge blow to the yeah, T Rex. But you know, absence of evidence isn't evidence of absence. Yeah. So did I say that right? I, I think, think so. so. Yeah. Yeah. Absence of evidence isn't evidence of absence. Yeah. 
That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. So T-Rex might have had feathers, Mm -hmm. which would, you know, change a lot of people's perception of that animal. It really, I don't know why feathers all of a sudden you're like, well, that's not a real monster anymore. Right. (laughs) I will point out, I always get a little miffed when people go, feathers aren't scary. I don't want my dinosaurs with feathers. Mm -hmm. Feathers aren't scary. I was like, have you looked at like a... Like a golden eagle or a yeah. vulture or <laughs> a hawk. A hawk. Like, like things are scary. Those are scary. <laughs> um, here's a fun side story. Uh, oh, yes, please. Uh, speaking of scary animals, um, the other day I was driving into the to, to Disney. Okay, uh, to Magic I, Kingdom. To Magic Kingdom where I work. Um, and along the back road there, um, I saw a bald eagle. Perched, cool. perched in a tree. And I was like, wow, I don't see bald eagles back here very often. That's cool. I wonder. And then as I was watching him perched in a tree on one side of the road, I realized he was watching some roadkill on the other side of the road <laughs> that was mobbed by vultures, by black vultures. Uh-huh. The eagle was kind of waiting for his chance or his turn to get in there and get some of that roadkill action. Mm. So, but me, I was like, hey, bald eagle. I don't see bald eagle very often. I'm going to pull my car over to the side of the road, and I'm going to go take a picture of that bald eagle. Yeah. Pulled the car over, got out, started walking back towards where the eagle was. I realized as I was approaching, I was on the other side of the road, so mm-hmm. I was on the same side as the roadkill. As I was approaching, I was like, <laughs> well, there's a bunch of black vultures over there, but they're vultures. They're not interested in a full-size live human, right? Yeah. They're, they're just birds. They're not going to bother me. So I literally walked through the mob of black vultures oh. so I could get a, a better line of sight on that eagle. And I realized halfway through that mob of black vultures what a terrible, terrible <laughs> idea that was. And just like flop sweat. Like, ah, what have I, what have I done? I'm surrounded by uh, birds with knives on their face. Oh, God. What am I going to do? Why am I doing this? What have I done? And they didn't bother me. They were not happy that I was there, but I Sure. But it was scary. Yeah. So, how many vultures are we talking? I would guess uh more than a dozen. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Uh. So yeah. Well, feathers aren't scary. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I can empirically tell you, yes, they are. Yeah, we're brave. Every day we live through birds. Birds, We are so brave. Feathers are scary. (laughs) I recently saw they actually had an amber Mm -hmm. uh, with the tail that had feathers on it. Yeah, yeah. They found a couple of those now where they found significant portions of dinosaurs trapped in amber. Yeah. Um, So not just like Jurassic Park mosquito with dinosaur blood Blood. in it, but like full on like, oh, no, here's a tail of a dinosaur trapped in amber. Wow. Um, I think they have a... Foot as well. <laughs> a, yeah. That kind of unnerves me. They found a couple of these at this point. Where... Um, yeah, that kind of unnerves me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, sort of like a. <laughs> no, that's too creepy. Let me think of a different example. Okay. No, I'm going to go with it. Okay. In Silence of the Lambs, you know, when he, she finds the head in the jar in the garage? Yeah. So that's what it feels like to me. Like, oh no, where's the rest of you? Like, <laughs> I need all of you there. I just the leg is weird, or just the foot, or just the tail. Um, but that was exciting, the, the feathers. Yeah. Now we that's see awesome. The feathers. We, we've seen the feathers on the animal. So now yeah. we have the feathers. So feathers on dinosaurs. We were finding these feathers, have been finding these feathers on dinosaurs, all in the theropod group. Okay. Right? So um, so your two-legged carnivorous dinosaurs, including birds. Makes sense, right? Yes. 
So then the question becomes, when did feathers first appear? Oh. Right? Because did they just show up late in the dinosaur game and that's why they're on birds? Or did they show up way before that? We have found a few non theropod dinosaurs with something like feathers. Um, feathers might not even be the right word, but um, quill-like structures. Anyway, so uh, feather-like structure-ish on non-theropod dinosaurs. So that's mm. that's interesting because then that pushes the origin of feathers back earlier in the dinosaur game, like mm. before dinosaurs were split up into theropods and ceratopsians and um, whatnot. So now... The latest dinosaur feather news is they have found feather-like structures on pterosaurs. So your pterosaurs are the flying reptiles that aren't dinosaurs, dinosaurs. but they're still in the archosaur group. So now feather-like structures might have appeared even before dinosaurs were dinosaurs. They might have appeared with the uh, just somewhere in the larger group of archosaurs. Huh. So that's going. That's pu- that's pushing feather evolution back really back. far. That's also, exciting. That that is exciting. Um, that it's it's exciting. See, I like to know. Give uh, yeah. me the deep science. <laughs> I want deep nerd up in here. Um, how where where are we talking in age wise like years on this planet Earth? So dinosaurs first appear in the Middle Triassic. Mid Triassic. Uh, Mid Triassic. Right. So that's about two hundred and thirty million years ago. Two hundred and thirty million. Yes. Years ago, two hundred and thirty million years. Plus or minus ten million. You know. Yeah, it's hard. Right. Isn't it funny to like to ballpark, you know, like 10 million years? Right. Those are many years. (laughs) Yeah. Like significant amount of years, but not on a, uh, not for Earth. Right. Like that means nothing. Right. Oh, Earth. She's like, come on. Yeah. 10 million, please. It's fine. (laughs) That's that's, that's breakfast. (laughs) Really? It is. Huh. So dinosaurs appear 230 million years ago. Um, this new feather thing would put the origin of feathers before that. So probably 250 million years ago, thereabouts. So we had those creatures and then we moved into dinosaurs. Way before dinosaurs, before the Mesozoic. So the Mesozoic is the era of dinosaurs. Okay. And that's the, that's divided into the three sections, Triassic, Jurassic, Cretaceous. So those are the three eras of dinosaurs. Uh, three eras of, of okay. dinosaurs, the Mesozoic era. Um, before that uh, is when the animals that will eventually become dinosaurs um, are starting to appear. Uh, and the broader category stepping back from archosaurs. So all dinosaurs are archosaurs, but not all archosaurs are dinosaurs. Much like that. Okay. All archosaurs are diapsids, but not all diapsids are archosaurs. So now there's a larger group of, of animals called diapsids. And that's all of your lizards and snakes and, oh. and your archosaurs. So like your okay. crocodiles and your dinosaurs. Yeah. And that's that's that group of animals. The other group of animals or an other group of animals is the synapsids. And synapsids is your will eventually become your mammals. 
So synapsids includes, are you familiar with dimetrodon? Nope. All right. So you've It's se- safe to assume I know nothing. You have seen <laughs> dimetrodon in your bag of plastic dinosaur toys. That's the one with the thing. Yeah, big fin on its back. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of a it's kind of like walking like a crocodile, but has a big fin on its back okay. and like a weird kind of a different different shaped head than a crocodile. Um, so that thing is not a dinosaur. No. Dimetrodon okay. is a is a synapsid. Oh. Um uh, it's a sort of a proto mammal. It okay. is. It will eventually become. Its relatives will eventually become mammals. So the Permian era, lots of synapsids doing ecosystem things, hanging out, being dominant predators and dominant um, plant eaters. Um, at the end of the Permian era, it's marked by there's an extinction event. Hmm. Something ridiculous, like ninety percent of life on Earth goes extinct. Oh dang! It's bad. That's bad. It's real bad. A few of those synapsids get through. Um, the Dysonodonts are the in the early Triassic. They're the they're the big herbivores of the era. Uh, there's archosaurs, which are your crocodiles and dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. At this point, they're not really dinosaurs yet, um, but they are very sort of crocodile-like, doing crocodile things. And so they've made it. They made the right. cut. They made the cut. All right. Those archosaurs will eventually split up and become uh, crocodiles, and they'll become dinosaurs, and they'll become pterosaurs. Um, Thank you, crocodile monsters. Yeah, for so, all the gifts you've given us. Crocodile monsters. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they gave us dinosaurs. That's dope. So, two hundred. So, say. middle of the Triassic, though, the archosaurs have started to to radiate into different uh, uh, ecological niches. They're starting to do different things, and that's where we get our dinosaurs. Middle of the Triassic. This is, there's so much, my brain, my sweet little baby brain is like, it's so much. I'm so glad. I'm I'm so happy. Because I I think we all have like a passing interest in dinosaurs, because how can one not? Right. Um, But, you know, because I think of like the pop culture reference, like uh, Ross from Friends and Mm -hmm. Jurassic Park and Mm -hmm. Jurassic World and all those Jurassic things. It's, um, and it's rarely like a nice look at where it falls on this earth, like what are the odds? Like the Mother Earth is a maze balls, mm-hmm. if I may. Yeah. Because like these were incredible. Who who found I wonder who found the first dinosaur was like, what? What's happening? <laughs> what is this? What what the hell? <laughs> Gideon Mantell was his name. Okay. Um <laughs> Well <laughs> I imagine a lot of people try to take credit for it. Yeah, that's that's a question of like, okay, who actually found the first dinosaur? And that was the answer is probably Somebody a very long time ago, 5,000, 10,000 years ago, found yeah. some fossils and went, what is this? Um, a lot of people speculate that that's why there are dragons in the mythology of almost every culture. Oh. Because if you're, you know, if you're a uh, a Stone Age uh, hunter-gatherer and mm-hmm. you find a fossilized T-Rex skull, yeah. um, you you might not think that, oh, this is an animal that is now extinct. You find a skull, you go, oh, this is an animal that lives around here. I just found its skull, so there's got to be more of them out there, right? So, sure. So now there's you're you're walking around assuming that there's T Rexes walking around. Um, <laughs> what a bummer. Yeah, that would be like life is already super hard, <laughs> and now that there's I'm a just, monster that's probably around. I could barely make <laughs> flint spearheads, and now I have to fight a T Rex too. Oh, oh God, Mondays, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't even invented Mondays yet. <laughs> Gotta come up with some sort of calendar. I can't remember. I think I've seen pictures of you at a dig site. Have you ever yeah. done any? 
yeah, two summers ago, I went out to Wyoming and dug up a, ha- a hadrosaur. And which one's that? Hadrosaur is a, a duckbill dinosaur. Oh! Um, which I believe is what Ducky is from Land Before Time. I bet you're right. Um, we had much of the body, but we didn't have the skull. So we didn't, we don't know exactly, we're not 100% sure which hadrosaur it was. Mm -hmm. We think it was Edmontosaurus. Um, Edmontosaurus. Edmontosaurus, like Edmonton, Edmonton Edmontonosaurus, basically. I was going to say, I'm like, it sounds like Montessori or Edmonton. Yeah. And okay. (laughs) There's, there's a bunch of dinosaurs that have been named for geographical locations. So, um, Edmont- but you were in Wyoming. Yeah, we were Edmonton's in Wyoming. Edmonton's way north in Canada. Yeah, they just they found uh, oh. Edmont- Edmontosaurus near Edmonton first, I'm sure. Oh, that's how it goes. Yeah. Okay. It um, wasn't like, this is where they tended to be. No, yeah. it's just like, oh, we found it. Dibs on the yeah. name. Yeah. So, okay. Um, just like, uh, you know, today you can find wolves in in uh, Colorado and in northern Canada. So, mm-hmm. you know, they have, these animals had large ranges. Uh, so Edmontosaurus, we think it was. I mean, how were you living your best life? Yeah, like, were, it was great. Were I you having a, the funnest time? I had a super, t- super great time. Um, <laughs> it, it's uh, you spend you spend eight hours a day just sort of hunched over a sand pit, slowly brushing away dirt. <sighs> so it's not for everyone, and it's not super exciting. But I absolutely loved it and uh, had a great time. So how did you how did you do that? Is that like a camp like you could sign up for? Or Basically, like, yeah. yeah. So uh, this was through um, the Tate Geological Museum, okay, which is associated with Casper College in Casper, Wyoming, and they have a paleontology department, and they have um, they the there's the museum itself, and basically they are in need of people to help dig up these fossil sites mm-hmm. um a lot of times um wyoming being wyoming and that's sort of that part of the world it's there's a lot of erosion constantly occurring mm. so new fossils are constantly being exposed but you only have a short time window to get them out of the ground before that same erosion destroys them yeah so you find something like this you dig it up as quickly as possible and you know as you can imagine a small um you know college or small museum like that in wyoming doesn't have a ton of resources that at their disposal. So one of the things that they do is they offer these programs. We're like, hey, sign up and it's a it's a you go camping for a week and you're digging up dinosaur bones and at the same time. You're digging up dinosaur bones. So you they get they get some help and uh, you get a cool week of digging up dinosaur bones. That so. I imagine they debrief you on like how to brush it oh, yeah, and how to yeah. don't touch everything. Right. Uh, I assume. Try not to break things with a hammer. So. Huh? No hammers. <laughs> Is it very, does it take, I imagine it takes a while when I've seen, I'm I'm more on like the like lost civilization thing, like pottery Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that. And people are like whispering and like, like very gently removing the things. I imagine it's similar for dinosaurs. It's similar. They're a little hardier. Yeah, they're a little hardier. They've been there for 65 million years. What's another, what's another week going to, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so did you actually camp camp there? Like in a tent nearby or no, a cabin? No, we or? we were we were in a in a hotel, a motel mm. in uh, Lusk, Wyoming. Lusk, um, don't know it. Lusk, it's a it's two cross streets and two Aww. traffic lights. Um, they have a hotel there just for people who are digging up dinosaur bones. Uh, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we were there uh, in the motel. 
Um, there was six of us, eight of us, including our, uh, our, uh, our staff, our guides. Um, and there was at least two other groups of people staying in this, uh, hotel, in this motel that were going to other dig sites with other organizations. Oh, so, oh my God. It's like a convention. Yeah. Only you were actually doing the like, thing that you love. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. <laughs> Aww. There was and it was fun too because there, there was like there was like a little bit of rivalry of like oh those are those those are those German guys they won't tell us where they're going to go dig they're gonna go dig somewhere else we don't know where they are we don't tell them where we're going to go to dig because we know they're, yeah it's our secret it's our, secret. It's our gold rush you know, it's like your dinosaur gold rush <laughs> yeah. weird I when I went to Titusville um a, a flight had been scrubbed once or a, a launch had been scrubbed once and I'm like I'm going back so I, I came home got the dog mm-hmm. and was in a hotel and like the whole hotel we were all just like waiting like have you heard anything okay I've, oh. I, I haven't heard I think I think we're still good to go um, and that was it's really fun to be in a community where yeah. everyone's the same kind of nerd right? as you like, it's great when you when you're like everyone has yeah everyone's excited about the same things and like you're just talking to strangers because yeah. you have this common interest that yeah. you've that you've identified <laughs> yeah it's great I'm pro yeah. nerd whatever makes you happy out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Listeners, you're the best. Okay. Ba, 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 ba. Your job at Dinosaur World. Yeah. So the first time I drove by Dinosaur World, I must admit, I thought it was probably a shim sham flim flam place. Right. Because once you joined, I'm like, oh, it must be for real then. Yeah. So I joined, I started working at Dinosaur World about f- almost five years ago at this point. It was a brand new program that they were starting. They wanted to up their theme park game, if you will. Okay. So they wanted to do, they have this sort of cave structure there. They were converting that into this uh, walkthrough tour. Oh. And they'd have um, performers, uh, speakers in there talking about various dinosaur-related things. This particular one, we were focused on science of paleontology itself. So there was like a dig, there was like a sort of a mock dig site set up, mm-hmm. and then sort of this little miniature museum with a, a fossil prep lab. And so they brought uh, they brought in actors to talk dinosaur stuff. Um, the the guy setting it up was a, a friend of mine that I knew from some previous gigs I had done. Uh, he wasn't a dinosaur guy, but he was a, a theme park yeah. set things up guy. So I I contacted him and I was like, hey, you know I'm like a like a dinosaur nerd, right? And you like a real big one, like a real one. And he, and, yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Great, you want to do this? Let's do this." So he brought me in um, as one of the performers. And then by like day two, when I when they handed me the script and I went through the script and was like, "Nope, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. We need to do this, this, and this." Uh-huh. But by like day four, I was like in charge of F- of, of running the yeah. of keeping the information up to date and running the sort of program that's so uh, cool um one of the things i love about dinosaur world is when uh it's it's a theme park if mm-hmm. you will it's a sure. it's a very low-key theme park it's geared more towards the littles than it is towards adults um but most of the kids that are at dinosaur world really want to be there oh. like that's what they want to do yes. when you take when you take the little kids to to disney of course they want to be at disney and of course mm-hmm. they're having a good time at disney and of course it's a good time um but there's a little bit of that like well we're going to disney because like that's what you're supposed to do yeah, right go sure. to disney. the only reason you go to dinosaur world is because your kid is obsessed with dinosaur and wants to see dinosaur world yeah and so Everybody that's there is really happy to be they're there. Invested. Yes, they're really invested. I'm so and, glad. And it's 
it's just delightful and refreshing. Oh. Yeah. So you go in and you are a guide and mm-hmm. you tell people what's what's what you give them the what yeah, for. Yeah, I, sh- I show them. Um, we show them what paleontologists do. So, like I said, we show them the dig site first. This is what it looks like when we dig up the fossils. Mm. Um, the next section is the fossil prep lab. This is this is what it looks like after we get the fossils out of the ground. This is what we do with them. Um, we do you know we clean them off. We uh, uh, preservative on it basically uh, it's called consolidant and it's basically glue you soak the you soak the fossils in glue and that keeps them hopefully from falling apart over time so because bones are porous so i imagine yeah, it like yeah, yeah. helps right because these are just actually now i'm curious like what happens after you dig up the bones so yeah so you, are, you, do some you, do. Po- you do some um uh you do some prep work on them so uh fossils the especially dinosaur bones um they have mineralized Mm-hmm. So they're no longer bone. They're oh yeah. So oh yeah. It's, it's, it's weird, but the the bone turns out when you bury bones for a really long time, uh-huh. the um the actual uh, bone itself, the the sort of the calcium uh, components um, uh, degrades and goes away, but the minerals that are in the groundwater and in the soil around it sort of replace that over time. So it doesn't like. The bones don't, just don't go away instantly. Mm-hmm. Take some time, and the minerals from the sort of the surrounding material seep in and replace it. So when you dig up a, a fossilized bone, it's not a bone. It's basically rock that's in an exact copy of the bone. My brain is like blown yeah. right now. I think I knew that maybe, but now I don't think I knew that. Right. So those aren't bones. And, yeah, those are minerals that used to be bones. They aren't bones, but they are bones because the process isn't instantaneous. Sure. And that's one of the other sort of going back to like interesting science news. Um, a couple of years ago, somebody thinks thinks they found um, a section of T-Rex bone that hadn't completely mineralized <gasps> and that there was maybe some actual organic material still in there, um, which that might not be true. Um, there's, there's still some debate mm-hmm. over whether it was what, a BuzzFeed article. You basically, can't, you can't be trusted. <laughs> yeah. Basically, there's some disagreement of whether or not that's what they were actually looking at. It was definitely something weird going on, huh? But it might not have been actual organic material. So, so yeah. So the bones don't mineralize instantaneously or even completely. It just slowly get replaced. Yeah. yeah. And interesting. Yeah. Okay, so, but that would happen for the teeth and the bones, and that would make sense why the feathers and, like, skin and right. everything else is and not so, replaced. And why we don't have internal organs and why yeah. we don't have um, soft bits. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to, that sort of, that topic of, like, what fossilizes and what doesn't um, leads to... Uh, in Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. there's the the dinosaur Dilophosaurus. Do you remember Dilophosaurus? Uh, which He's one's the that? frilly neck the, the thing, the flappy one, flappy frilly yeah, neck thing, spits. and then he spits venom on mm-hmm. people. So that's not a thing. Like what? that dinosaur probably didn't do that. But the point of why Michael Crichton included that in his um, in the in the original novel, and then why it made it into the movie was we don't know they didn't do that. <laughs> Because that stuff doesn't fossilize. The, the flappy the neck flappy, bits. The flappy neck bits. That wouldn't fossilize the, the organs and the, 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 
nodes that would produce venom to spit yeah. on things. Like those don't fossilize either. So I was gonna say sacks. I'm glad you went with sacks. nodes. Nodes are much more attractive. I was trying to think. I was trying to think of the right word. Gland. Gland. There you go. That's what I'm after. <laughs> the gland. That stuff doesn't fossilize. So huh. much like you know the the lack of feathers. Like we don't know they don't have those things. Yeah. We just don't know that they did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just imagining dinosaurs and their innards. And I guess since we've seen them depicted so much from childhood, right. like we just know collectively, we think we know what they look like. And mm-hmm. then again, in pop, pop culture, they show up. And so we don't know how they would sound even. Nope. That's that's something I remember reading about earlier. And people were like, it'd probably be more like a bird call yeah. or like this. I'm like, what? No. Roar! But like, <laughs> ah, ah. I'm like, well, that's okay. <laughs> but your love is true. Yeah. I, I love them no matter what they sound like. You you sound like whatever you want, oh, dinosaur. Oh. I will always love you. Ryan is so nice. He's committed. He's committed to you, dinosaurs. There's even, so the sound thing is even, mm-hmm. uh, there's even science about how that could work or would work. So um, birds make weird sounds make weird bird sounds because they have a syrinx is the is the organ the structure that's in their throat basically that lets them make sound um we do not have that we have a larynx mm-hmm. um uh birds don't so yeah birds yeah <laughs> so the question then becomes much like feathers when did feathers first appear in the in in the fossil record when does the syrinx first appear in the yeah. fossil record so, How would you know? That's an f- excellent question. <laughs> well, like we just said, those those glands. The and innards are gone. innards don't fossilize. So somewhere between crocodiles and birds, that syrinx appears, but we don't know where. And so if dinosaurs had syrinxes, um, they maybe would have had bird calls. There is, uh, you just reminded me, there was a YouTube video floating around uh, very recently of a crow. You know, crows are excellent mm-hmm. mimics. Um, uh, I guess it was a raven. It was a raven. Uh, excellent mimics. They can sometimes, like a oh. parrot, they can talk. Uh-huh. Um, this raven was, it was living in the wild, but it was clearly talking with a ridiculous English accent. <laughs> what was it, it saying? It was walking around going, are you all right, love? Are you all right, love? <laughs> Are you all right, love? <laughs> it's adorable. Oh, but that's so It's just a ad- raven just walking around. You all right, love? You all right, love? Oh, <laughs> I am. Thank you. <laughs> where, how often, where was he that he heard this so frequently? Somewhere in England. Somewhere in yeah. England. Okay, so he's not, I guess I imagined him like in the in the forest going, are you all right, love? Yeah. I'm like, what's... Is there a hermit out there who like talked to him every day? I, I, it was somewhere. <laughs> it was somewhere. If it wasn't urban, it was you know close enough. Close enough. Yeah. yeah. So. Just outside of a pub, maybe. Right. Just like where yeah. people are asking constantly, "Are you all right? You're all right, love? love? That's so sweet. <laughs> I I wish more birds would check in with me. Yeah. You know, am I all right? So before we get into my favorite part, where like funny or interesting stories, anything else you are dying to share with the the dinosaur? novice or people who just need to know um you mentioned sue earlier yeah do you know the full background on sue i don't i don't where how sue came to be in the chicago field museum i 
I think maybe I watch a documentary about it. But yeah, let's there's talk bits about of documentaries, it. but yeah. uh, I'll I'll do the I'll do the short let's do version. The whole thing, yeah. The, I'll do the short summary version. So uh, Sue was found um, uh, by a woman named Sue. That's why Sue has that name. Yay. Sue Hendrick. Um, found a bit of a fossil sticking out of the side of a of a cliff and went, hey, I think that's part of a T Rex, and so. <laughs> <laughs> And she was right. And she was right. <laughs> and so uh, the group that she was with, uh, the Black Hills Institute, a group that mm-hmm. does f- fossil collecting, um, saw, again, just a small part of a T-Rex sticking out of a cliff face and said, hey, uh, guy whose land this is, can we dig this up? And the guy said, eh, sure. They exchanged a, a, a small amount of money. It wasn't zero, but it wasn't a ton. Um, and then when... Once they got it out and they realized what they had, Sue the T-Rex, the largest T-Rex ever found. And like and, so much of her, And right? like 80% complete, I yeah. think. It's a lot. There's a lot of it. That's insane. Um, guy whose land it was was like, wait a minute. You didn't give me enough money. Um, so that's mine. And so it went to court. Mm-hmm. And then when it went to court, um, other people took notice and got involved. And so... Um, the Sioux Nation, the, oh. the Native American tribe, yeah, went, well, guess what, guy whose land it is? It's not actually your land because you're on Sioux Nation land. So yeah. it technically belongs to the Sioux Nation. So we would like that, please. And when that happened, the U.S. government said, sorry, Sioux Nation, you don't actually own the land either. You lease it from the United States. So it's property of the U.S. government. So... So Sue went into the courts to figure out who well, – it was a custody battle, basically. A custody battle over this giant dinosaur. Uh, eventually, uh, I I don't understand the the why this legal decision was made just because I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I don't – I haven't read everything on it. But um, eventually the courts gave it to the guy whose land it was. Mm. So the first guy who got a small amount of money mm-hmm. um, also ended up with Sue. Ended up with Sue. And then he immediately turned around and put it up for auction. Um, and I like literally through Sotheby's, I think. Like, we're gonna I, I did watch this documentary. Yeah. yeah. This is familiar because I'm like, this, I'm very annoyed at this man. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I, it's, we're, I'm glad that he did because uh, that's how it ends up at the Fuel Museum. Yes. Um, when it went up for auction, um, Disney and McDonald's went in together and really and bought Sue for the Chicago Fuel Museum. Really? Yeah. Okay. Which is why down at Animal Kingdom, uh-huh. uh, there is outside the dinosaur ride, there is a full size museum quality cast of <gasps> Sue the T Rex um, hanging out just in the middle of a theme park. Is that why she's there? Yeah. I never, because, I didn't, I knew it was a ride. So I'm like, oh, there's a dinosaur. Yeah. And then I'm like, Sue. Yeah. Uh, that's why Sue's at the Animal Kingdom. Because Disney and, and McDonald's chipped in to buy it for the Field Museum. Uh-huh. Uh, and as part of that deal, they got a cast out of it. That's, all right. Hey, really wealthy people, may I make a request? Uh, if you see something that's really cool and educational, like, go ahead and buy it, because you can, good for you, and then share it so everyone else can yeah. enjoy it and learn. And <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Huh. 
there's there's a handful of celebrities out there that are like buying up dinosaur fossils so they can put them in their living room. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Buy it, give it to the museum, and then they have will have your name, have a plaque yeah. with your face, and they'll get you a really cool cast and of of it, and you can people will like you more. People will still think it's cool that you have a cast of a dinosaur that you yeah. It's like house. on loan from Mick Jagger yeah, or whoever. Right. <laughs> I don't know what he's into. I just guessed. Yeah. Uh, uh, doesn't Sue have a, an Instagram or a Facebook? Yeah, or she a has a Twitter? Twitter. Sue has a Twitter, and it's great. <laughs> what does she talk about? Um, she talks about how awesome T Rexes are and how terrible <laughs> Velociraptors are. Um, she talks about uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my god, uh, she's so cool. Loves Dungeons and Dragons. Um, uh, she's a bit of a, 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 a an activist. She's a oh good. Yeah, she's very socially aware. Um, good for her. <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, they are not a she. They are a they. <gasps> they are a they. Yeah. Oh. Be- and the reason why is because we don't know the gender of no. of Sue. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Huh. Thank you, yeah. Sue, and all of your good work. <laughs> I mean, they've been through a lot. Yeah. They've been around. They've been drugged through the court system. Yeah. Like. Gone extinct. Gone extinct. Oh, my God. Can we talk about that for a minute? What do you think happened? Um, We're pretty sure. I keep saying we whenever I talk about dinosaurs. Sure. Like like the community of. The people who actually know what they're talking about. Uh (laughs) (laughs) We. Myself included. (laughs) I am fairly certain. Um. We think a big meteor impact. Okay. Um, It seems pretty conclusive. If that wasn't the cause, it was a big factor. Okay. Um, There's been lots of theories put forth of like, well, maybe it was, uh, you know, continental drift bringing populations together, spreading disease. Maybe it was uh, volcanic activity um, uh, killing off. Volcanism can kill off life Mm -hmm. rather easily. Um, it's Speaking bad. as somebody who lives right next door to an enormous volcano, yeah. I'm like, huh, you stay put, okay, Rainier? All right, you please, stay, don't, please don't blow up. Keep chilling. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, about the time dinosaurs go extinct, one of the, I never remember if it's the the Deccan traps or the Siberian traps. Um, one, one is obviously in Siberia. The Deccan traps, I believe, are uh, India. Um, these are volcanic areas that... Mm. were very active at the time. And I don't mean like Mount Rainier is a volcano and, oh, it blew up, or Mount St. Helens exploded and shot some ash These are just like Hawaii, I mean, like just it's, going, going, it's going. Even, yeah, it's it's like here's a thousand square miles of volcanic activity of just, you know, and it's spewing poisonous gas in the atmosphere and that's causing a chain reaction of terrible things, um, which is what we think happened in previous extinction events, like the Permian extinction event that I mentioned earlier, where mm-hmm. we lost 90% of life on Earth. And then you couple that with, oh, and then there's this huge asteroid impact, this huge meteor impact sort of finishes off the job. As oh, were. no. Um, so, yeah, that's what we think happened to the dinosaurs. Okay. But they didn't all go extinct. I was going to say, we still have our crocodiles. We still have crocodiles. We still have birds. Yeah. Um, where there was mammals around at the time, and some of them survived and made it through. When was the the... Like, obviously, it's not going to be perfectly dated, mm. but, like, when was the aroundabout extinction? Uh, 65, 66 million years ago. Oh, so they there were dinosaurs, like, for a long time. Oh, yeah. 
so 230 million years ago to 65 million years ago. That's so many millions of years yeah. of dinosaurs. Yeah. Here's my here's my factoid that I love throwing out. Uh, I'm not the first person to point this out. It's just something I find amusing and I like. So Stegosaurus, you're familiar with Stegosaurus? Mm-hmm. Big plates on its back, mm-hmm. spiked tail. Pretty common dinosaur to show up in your uh, in your in your pop culture references. Stegosaurus is from the middle of the Jurassic time period. Okay. So right in the middle of dinosaur era. Um, Tyrannosaurus rex is at the end of the dinosaur era. Mm. Uh, it's one of the last dinosaurs around before they go extinct. The time between Stegosaurus and T-Rex is larger than the amount of time between T-Rex and us. That's so long. Okay, so a, stegator- a Stegosaurus just yep. ended up smack dab middle. Right in the middle. Of Jurassic era. Yep. Middle of the dinosaurs. To a T-Rex. Yep. And then the T-Rex to us mm-hmm. is f- closer. Yeah. So we're closer to a, to a time T-Rex. Wise, we're, yeah, time-wise, we're closer to the T-Rex. Than we are to the Stegosaurus. Than the T-Rex is to the Stegosaurus. Guys, that's so <laughs> long. <laughs> that's yeah. such a long... But then it kind of makes it feel... Like, we're closer. Right. I mean, sure, it's still by hundreds of millions of years. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Just 60, right? Yeah. Just 60. 65 million years between us and dinosaurs. Yeah. That's not so long. I mean, cosmically, that's nothing. Cosmically, it's nothing. It's nothing. But Earth is four billion, four and a half billion years old. Oh, so. gosh. Earth, I love you so much. <laughs> Where would we be without you? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, where, that's, I think that's why I'm part, such a deep space nerd is because there is no place literally like Earth. Right. And we've been looking hard and for a long time. And even with our limited technology, like the things that this planet has been able to do, Mm -hmm. like, that's nuts. Oh, hi. You want a monster? Great. Here's like how long 250 million years of monsters yeah and then oh what about like what are the elephants i'm doing weird arms elephants uh tusks the woolly mammoths woolly mammoths yeah. where were they they were much later much right? much later uh, there is woolly mammoths cavemen. yeah, yeah. Got- as recently as five thousand years ago there was mammoths so uh- like pyramids and mammoths are contemporaneous <gasps> um Different, Did you guys know that? I didn't parts know that. Of the world, but, yeah, very, yeah, because yeah, they were in colder places, <laughs> yeah. weren't they? Yes. Yeah. Um, that's bonkers. Okay, I'm just really excited about all of that. Um, um, if I could go way back to way beginning back. the conversation of like why I love dinosaurs, uh-huh. um, it's because it is probably much like you with with space. It's it's sort of a gateway to all of these other related sciences mm-hmm. so like studying dinosaurs and trying to figure out how long ago they lived helps me sort of understand larger numbers like you know the average person might not realize the difference between a million and 10 million right but that's a big difference um yeah so you know 10 million years ago oh my god that was forever ago yeah it was but dinosaurs further than that 65 <laughs> million years ago um, so it sort of helps me figure out, like, um, just a, a way to uh, look at large numbers like that. Um, it also helps me look at uh, the biology of living animals. Um, we study, uh, uh, a lot of times paleontologists will look at modern animals 
to try to figure out the behavior of prehistoric animals because we don't know what T-Rex was doing, but we do know what lions do and what tigers do. And those are also apex predators. Yeah. T-Rex is an apex predator. So are they behaving similarly? Maybe. Maybe. Um, Maybe. You know, we, we don't know if... Did velociraptors hunt in packs? Maybe. Uh, wolves hunt in packs. What do they do? Uh, Harris hawks hunt in packs. How do they act? Huh. Um, so we look at modern animals and try to figure out if we can draw some parallels and some conclusions and... Yeah, so dinosaurs cool. are this sort of gateway of to all these other sciences. Uh, yeah. I must admit, we're pretty nerdy, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't be happier about it. Yeah. Good times. Um, I wanted to ask you uh, if you had any funny or interesting stories. I remember one that you told me it was a, we had three guests once mm-hmm. at uh, Dinosaur Land, Dinosaur World. Dinosaur World. Yeah. Dinosaur World. Mm-hmm. Um, I wondered if you wanted to tell that story. Do you know what I'm talking about? I just don't want to spoil it. Oh, the, the guests that I had? Yeah, the, the, there was just the, a family of three. Yeah. And they seemed... Anyway, you tell it. You uh, were there. Sure. <laughs> uh, so I was working at Dinosaur one day. Uh, it was a weekday. Um, and Dinosaur World on a weekday is real slow. Mm-hmm. Um, kids are in school. Uh, if, if it's not during the summer when um, uh, kids are out of school, it's, yeah, it's just going to be real slow. And sometimes you might get to your appointed tour time and have no one. Oh, okay. Sometimes you might just have a family, a single family of uh three three people mom and and two kids um and so mom and two kids show up for my tour and i'm giving them a a tour of our of our cave and talking about paleontology and they're super into it and they're super knowledgeable and they're um uh the kid especially the the son uh especially he loves his dinosaurs he's he's been on dinosaur digs before oh, cool. that's, that's cool that's neat uh mom comes uh, comes wearing a a dinosaur t-shirt and it's got uh giganotosaurus on it which is yeah deep cut deep cut dinosaur so i'm like <laughs> all right you're wearing your giganotosaurus t-shirt that's cool right on <laughs> It's not an everyday T-shirt, um, and uh, so we have a great time. We talk. Um, at one point, um, uh, I ask where they were from. Uh, I usually ask where people are from, just because I'm, I want to put like where we're finding dinosaurs into context. Where to relation to where they where are. they live? Yeah. Uh, oh, you you live in Florida? Bad news. There's no dinosaurs in Florida. <laughs> But we do have uh, a lot of alligators, a lot which of are alligators. basically uh, neighbors. Right. You live right? in Wyoming? Great. There's tons of dinosaurs <laughs> in Wyoming, the Midwest of the United States. Um, the, the family was from Australia. Ah. So, yeah, great. Cool. Um, neat. I, I know uh, a little bit about Australian paleontology. There's not a whole lot to report, but I know a little bit about it. Um, so we talk about that, and we talk about the relationship between uh, crocodiles and dinosaurs. Uh, we have a good time and um, send them on their way. And I didn't find out until like two days later, three days later, that it was the Irwin family. Yes. Yeah. So. Terry Irwin and um, the Terry kids. and Bindi and Robert. Robert. I yeah. looked up his name because I couldn't remember the the, the, yeah. the son's name. So I got to talk dinosaurs with the Irwins, and they were absolutely delightful. I'm so glad. Yeah. I um I might have been able to spot Terry Irwin because I. 
I really loved the sure. Crocodile Hunter. Yeah. Like, I loved that show. I loved his enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, she was in it so frequently. Right. But I probably would have geeked out pretty hard. So I'm glad that you like just they you knew your stuff and they yeah. knew their stuff and you had like a really awesome afternoon together. It was great. And I'm kind of glad I didn't know who they were either because then that would have it would have made me second guess everything that came out of my mouth and yeah, what is it right and they probably know more than me oh, yeah, no, i don't want to look like a fool in front of them so, <laughs> so i didn't apparently I, I didn't care if i look like a fool in front of them so maybe i did i don't know <laughs> it's easier when you're not emotionally attached to the, right. to the guests that you have right <laughs> <laughs> i want to sure look my best mm. awesome i love yeah so that was a story that i'm like you have to tell that okay it was um, fun it was they were they were so nice and they were so it was great yeah we had a good time any other funny or interesting or stories that have happened? I remember you said a kid sassed one of the dinosaur hands. Or no, is it you who had the problem with the dinosaur hands? Yeah. Like it was facing the wrong way? Yeah, so that's a, a pet peeve of mine. Um, whenever you see T-Rex depicted um, in almost any piece of artwork, uh, they have their, we're, we're doing bunny hands, bunny I guess, hand, right now. Yeah, like wrist down. Wrists down, fingers pointed down. Like yeah. T-Rex can't do that. T-Rex... I always I always say T Rex played the accordion. Oh, T Rex could not play the piano. Piano. Yeah. Okay. So your T Rex should be holding its two tiny fingers. In the, it only has two fingers. Only has two fingers. T Rex only has two fingers. I just don't look at things closely <laughs> enough. Okay, it only has two fingers. Well, a lot of times art gets that wrong too. Yeah. Um, so two fingers, a concertina would a be concertina. great. A concertina, they'd be for, great at concertina because yeah. it's just two buttons mm-hmm. or just as many buttons as you can push. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. I'm, thank you for having me. My pleasure. I love talking dinosaurs. Yay! I'm so glad you came. <laughs> <laughs> it was also this is also like my like sneaky way of like I'm going to see all my friends. Yes. <laughs> so thank you so much. Um, I like to end each episode with musical arm farts. Okay. If you would like to join me. So you can do, I usually just blow onto a part of my arm. Like you can just blow on your forearm Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or your hand or whatever. And I just do like one of these. Mm. Oh, very good. And then we just join together in a beautiful fart. I haven't done that in a very long time. Okay. Don't be nervous. You'll be great. (laughs) Now that's a pro. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't need anything but his mouth. Yeah. (laughs) thank you so much ryan (laughs) thank you you're welcome thank you bye i don't know why i always wave at the end